Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. Today is Wednesday, February 17th. We are recording at 7.20 p.m. And I just want to try something a little bit new because I don't really know how many of you guys even make it past the five-minute mark. So before we get into anything, please make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTLN Podcast. You can follow me at LTLN underscore Anthony, Kevin at KJCOS99, and Methy, I don't know, J underscore Methy's 69? No, no, 69. I mean, yes, please, 69, but no, um, just J underscore Methy. So, yeah, make sure to do that, guys. Please follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, and, yeah, just make sure to check out our partners out at Stadium Scene. We'll shout them out. Guys, what a great episode. Honestly, I, that, that felt like just a couple minutes. So, um, and I've yeah, been we'll Kevin. see you guys next time. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> I know, but really, I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. The ever uh, my streak at Daytona has ended. I I can't believe it, guys. I actually missed a race at Daytona. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, the luckiest Tampa Bay fan in the world, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? You know, I'm uh, I'm one for one on picks with this yeah. uh, our points this year, so I'm doing pretty damn good, and I'm I'm just glad we got some racing back. Kevin, it's kind of cool that we got the dark horse out of the way in race one, and someone actually picked it too. I laughed a little bit at your McDowell pick. Can't laugh now when you're in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's been consistent, and uh, here we are. I am also joined by the only, uh, well, maybe I guess active driver on our podcast and the most winningest driver on our podcast literally is driving right now jeremy methfield what's up well just driving down 8094 in traffic trying not to die how are you guys tonight <laughs> are you on the snowplow uh, duty at all or no no that was uh, monday night for uh, snowmageddon part one so oh, part 11 one. yeah part one. No, that oh i apologize that was part two we had oh, nice. uh, part one the week before. We got 12 to 14 inches, and we got 11 inches the other night. So nothing wrong with sitting around two feet of snow everywhere. I hate it. Well, I will say uh, ratings do technically go up when something egregious or ridiculous happens on a podcast. So I'm not saying that, Methy, you shouldn't drive safe, but please do drive safe for the sake of everything. <laughs> but, you know, the ratings could go up a little bit. Always, I got hands on the wheels, hands-free, headphones, mic, I'm secure as I right. can't be. Speaking of ratings that did not go up, no, it's oh. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were going to lead with, with pain, but sure, why not? 
Yeah, no, we'll, we'll not lead with that. But okay. uh, well, guys, but, we we now have a we live in a world where Michael McDowell is not only a NASCAR Cup Series winner, but a Daytona 500 champion. How are we? How are we feeling? I mean, I think I'm feeling more prepared than NASCAR was because they couldn't get any merch or commercials out after he won. That was great. I enjoyed that. (laughs) We had insert driver name here as our 2021 Daytona 500 champion. It also follows, uh, you know, as a Larry McReynolds fan, I sit, I love his trends. And I guess, guys, we have a trend here where every 10 years out a year that ends with a one, we get a first time winner and first time Daytona 500 champion. Yeah, you would think uh, trends, you know, Larry Max trends with all that he does, he would have seen that. But uh, I guess the 2031 Daytona 500 champion is going to be. I mean, who, who are our early predictions? I saw someone I'm, I'm throw gonna, out Carson uh, how Cabapple. Old is, uh, how old is Cash Boyer? Cash Boyer? Uh, uh, I don't know if he can drive by then legally, but. I yeah, okay. yeah he'll, he'll probably. He might have a ride. I'll, I'll go with. Go, one, I'll go with either Owen or Cash. How about that? But it has to be these underdog guys. I feel like they're going to be in top-tier equipment. Mm, that's <laughs> true. So, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Methy, how old is your daughter, and is she going to start racing at some point? Uh, she's eight, so she would be 18 in 10 years. So okay, I'm penciling be... it in for, for her to win the Daytona 500. Yeah, she'll be of a legal driving age for uh, super speedways then. So, uh, if I ever win you know, the next big Powerball, Mega Ball, whatever the hell lottery it is, Go she'll me. do it whether she wants it. Yeah. We got we to gotta find a wacky sponsor, too, because, I mean, Loves is just up there in some of the wackier sponsorships that have won the Daytona 500 in recent memory. So we got to find something for you up there. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know any Chicago, Indiana, Illinois-based sponsors, so if you can think of something, we might be able to get a deal together, Matthew. We might actually have something here in 2031. Maybe I'll go Everybody loves Portillo's. That'd be nice. <laughs> that would be really sick looking. So, yeah, we live in a world where Michael McDowell is a Daytona 500 champion. And, I mean, I've heard a couple people say this within my friend group, but, I mean, they're calling that the worst cup race they've ever seen in their lives. And, uh, I mean, it's it, it might be top five most uninteresting Daytona 500. If it wasn't for Michael McDowell winning that race, this would be a very forgotten race, in my opinion. Extremely I forgotten. To, I have to respectfully and aggressively disagree. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> what makes this one very special? The anticipation, the buildup of, I, ca- I put out a tweet. It was single file, single file, single file, one to go, unleash the fury. And that's exactly what it was. You can see guys from stage one to stage two, single file, single file, and then they just go nuts, come to the checker, the green, white checker, stage end, race end. You can see guys back in ninth, 10th, 11th, duck out. Oh, that didn't work. Try it again. Duck out. Try it again. You could see them ramping up to it, trying different things, finding out what would work, what doesn't work, when it would work, and then come to the green or come to the white flag. It was just like, pull them belts tight one last time because all hell's about to break loose. It, just the anticipation for it. I was waiting for it. I was just wanting it, and it delivered. So I was 100% satisfied the entire race when it wasn't raining, of course. You can call that, I guess, anticipation. I call it frustration because I felt like at some point we know this package works. It's been proven to work. I mean, we saw in the duels 
with the amount of cars that were in those races, it works when you have a group of 20. It's possible. Just nobody wanted to do anything because, I mean, I'm just going to say, like, it, it was. It seems that the manufacturers really just do not want you working with other cars at all. And that's absolutely frustrating as all hell. The way I would. The spotters. They didn't even want the spotters interacting. Chevy spotters will pull down to a different section so they couldn't so you know, stupid. talk <laughs> to other spotters. It was the manufacturer pull on this. I mean, the Fords pitted one lap. The Chevy Poor Freddie Kraft. He couldn't hang out with all the Chevy friends anymore. Does he have friends? No, I'm joking. Of course oh, he's got no. friends. Sorry, I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. Sorry. <laughs> the way I would describe my reaction to it is... After the big wreck, I think we were all just so disappointed because it's not what we wanted to see. And there was not only like that in the five. I mean, a big wreck if it happens at the back, yeah, yeah, like doesn't take out that many cars. So we had half of the competitive field in that race get taken mm-hmm. out. I mean, the we had the fastest two cars in qualifying. Yes, and it, it's just like it's the product of the racing, man. It's it's so unfortunate for the five hundred because I, I saw a couple of people. Putting it out, like, I mean, the race we all know has been a crash fest the last couple of years, and I feel like because of that, the prestige has gone down. Like, obviously, it still means a lot to win the race, but, like, it's a lot better to win a race when everyone else is in there and you beat mm-hmm. them straight up. And with it, like, like Denny Hamlin, he chilled in the back, and then everyone else right in front of him, and then, obviously, he dominates the rest of the race until the end. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's smart by him. It's just, I wish more people had that mentality and just kind of... Like there's a good balance between riding around and, you know, going all at it on lap two. Or yeah, I guess 14, it, 14, should we say. And I don't can't... know. My, my thoughts are, this reminded me a lot of the 2017 race at the end where everyone was single file, except people were making moves. Even, like, in the pack, like, I know Larson was, like, five to go, passed one car, and then passed another yeah. car. And this year, we all well, know waiting wait until the last lap does not work. And oh, they, yeah. still, they still managed to do it. And, like, I'm, I'm so happy McDowell won. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it's just kind of like I can't help but feel a little bit empty after the race. Yeah, I definitely wanted more. And I felt like with 19 to go, I'm like, they've been single file for 30 laps. Like, at some point, they, they have to, like, try something here. And, it, I mean, there were, like, little peek in the nose is out. But it's, it's a product of the, the, the package, too. Yeah. It's like when they do get like that, man – you really do need to stay like at least have four cars willing to commit to mm-hmm. going down low because we saw in the back of the pack. Uh, I don't know if you know, Cindric was had to have been like 10 seconds behind the leaders and made up that time in like yeah. eight laps yeah. with just four cars. McMurray, I want to say LaJoy was in there. I wish another... TV would have showed more of that because I remember being at the 2019 race during like, I think it was stage two and people were doing that same thing. Like if yeah. the lead pack is, drive in around the wall you follow them on the straightaways and the trialable but in the turns you take the inside they take the outside and you make up time and it's beautiful to watch it, it's really fun but i really didn't even notice they were doing that tv mentioned it, i think once and i was a little yeah bit i was keeping an eye on it because we had we i did one of your little pools with my friends who don't watch nascar where we pick random drivers and root for them to win nice. but we only did three of them uh per person all three of mine got taken out by the way in the first crash which is <laughs> Yikes! Um, I had Ricky Stenhouse <laughs> left, and uh, I guess you can imagine what happened later on in the race. Yeah. Um, but my buddies, it was between two of my friends. They had Chat Stain, and the other one had Cindric. 
And after the bad pit stop by Cindric, I'm like, oh, he's done. He's going to have no help. And he came back and almost like he was winning that thing for my friend until the last lap. Yeah. So yeah. it's it was crazy, honestly, how that all worked out for those. And it proved that it, you could absolutely make moves. But once they caught up, they didn't want to do anything. And I don't know. For me, I don't want to see cars right around the top. I understand. Like, I get it. They don't want to wreck. It. But yeah. with 20 to go in the Daytona 500, you can race. It, it, you are legally allowed to race each other at some point. And, I mean, just, I, again, happy for McDowell. They finally got his first win. It's so funny because I was talking to a couple of friends who told, we were discussing, like, is Michael McDowell the next Michael Waltrip where he'll just never win and then he'll win something really stupid. But, like, we were talking more like, is McDowell going to break Waltrip's streak in, like, five years of, like, yes. most – uh, races without a win and then winning. Honestly, I thought he was not going to get re-signed this year. I thought Fern Thoreau um, <laughs> yeah. would have kept John Hunter front row. And then, yes, thank you. Ah, oh, rest in peace, Fern Thoreau. Um, <laughs> what have tried Talk to get you know, uh, fresher faces and like obviously it worked out that they kept McDowell. He's such a good plate driver. Uh, mm-hmm. I also remember I told my, so my buddy was over watching it, and on the last lap, I said, Kozlowski and Logano are going to take each other out here. I was thinking the same damn thing. I'm I like, knew. These guys Logano, are both idiots. We know Kozlowski's, one, going to make a move, because he's never mm-hmm. won the 500. Um, Logano, more than anyone, is going to throw that block, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you were waiting for an accident to happen, and man, it happened big. <sighs> Luckily, everyone yeah. else was right. People, I, I haven't seen many people mention this, though, like, we got very lucky there that that was in turn three and not the trialable because oh yeah no had Kyle Busch hit, just... had Kyle Busch hit Kozlowski the way he did in the trialable he would have gone into the catch fence big it would have been very 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 devastating yeah. again it would have they... been like Larson um in the extended mm-hmm. race yeah yeah it's yeah. it's gotten to the point with me where I'm just like how many more times are we going to keep racing and at these plate tracks and it's just like we are waiting for a last lap devastating crash now because i can really it's so hard for me i think july or the august daytona race was like the only race in the last like seven plate tracks that didn't have like a, a stupid last lap crash but even like, then i mean they wrecked they had a big one they like, were they couldn't stop to go and then yeah. four to go so like it's, it's I'm getting fatigue from it, honestly. And that's why, like, the Spring Talladega race was a nice refresher. And, I mean, they didn't have a devastatingly bad wreck. They just fucking said, screw it. Let's just go five wide for the win. Yeah, Blaney was like, oh, Jones win? (laughs) Uh, bet. (laughs) Hey, man, you you ever met my friend Mr. Wall? Right. John Ernemischek found the same thing. It's like, it's giving me fatigue at this point. It's like, I just want a race where it's, like, not... I don't have to worry about driver's safety at the end. And not even just driver's safety, because I, I mentioned this to some of the concrete-eating NASCAR fans that, that don't care. I was just like, man, it's not even about the drivers. Like, at what point do we worry that it could be a fan or an official mm-hmm. or, or someone that, that catches a piece of debris or something like that? Like, oh, man, you said it with, like, how Keselowski hit that catchment. Like, he did hit that catchment, and a tire went flying, like... Yeah. That shit's scary as hell, man. Yeah. And thank God everyone was okay. I mean, I know that Keselowski's hit looked bad, but I mean, Kyle Busch came in there and hit him a ton. Like, yeah. Kyle Busch, and then also got hit a ton by Cindric behind him. Yeah, Cindric reminded like, me of that. I think um, Busch got the worst of it. 
Cindric's wreck reminded me of when Almarola hit uh what Logano mm-hmm. at Kansas four years it ago. It worried me, dude. I yeah. I I am not gonna lie to you, I don't want Joey Logano to win the five hundred. So when he got turned, I was like, Oh shit. And that immediately turned into oh shit. Like yeah. I was like freaking out. I, I like fell to my knees. I was like, Oh my god, I hope everyone and like when yeah. I saw the the window nets go down, I was like, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I guess after that, we can immediately start joking about the fact that Brad Keselowski throws his gloves in. <laughs> I would have too. I would have too. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know how many more times uh, Keselowski's going to get a shot at winning a Daytona 500. Yeah. That's uh, like a Danica level tantrum. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful, man. You know, drivers don't throw their helmets these days. And it, it makes you, like, you know, earn, yearn for the days of Robbie Gordon, uh, Tony Stewart, just guys like that throwing their helmet. I watched an old video, I think, from the 2012 uh, award show of all the drivers showing how to throw their helmets. Man, I wish Clint Boyer had gotten a shot at it because he has some damn accuracy. Yeah. That would be nice. Speaking of Boyer, man, he's, he's not too bad in the booth. Joy, say that. great. The parts of the broadcast where they didn't miss – um, big Rex, and then showed three more minutes of commercial <laughs> before cutting back. I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I will say Fox is is at least back at it again with uh, the long commercials during cautions. I wouldn't like, know about I, that on Friday and Saturday, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, all of those could have been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow up. Anyways, <sighs> um, but yeah, what a uh, what a five hundred. Happy for McDowell and Furniture mm-hmm. or. Gosh darn it. Yeah, front row. Front no, row. Listen, hey, listen, listen, listen. Kevin, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here because his spotter is actually the former spotter for Martin Truex Jr. at Furniture Row and JGR, which, funny enough, uh, Mans could not wait to be let go of JGR. And, of course, the first race that he spots after getting let go, he wins the Daytona 500. And, and didn't Truex at one point say he wasn't a very good pack spotter? He needed to get better at plate racing, so he wanted mm-hmm, a different yeah, spot. Yeah, I don't know, man. Winning a Daytona driver who's never won before, I'd call that pretty good. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, I mean, good race. Final thoughts, though, uh, I guess. For, for McDowell, good race for uh, – Jay McMurray had a top 10. That was yes. cool. Corey LaJoy um, was running really well, too. Corey LaJoy is like a guaranteed top 10 in the 500 every year, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. really, really kind of is at this point. I, but yeah, I guess overall, we can maybe have this discussion later on in the podcast because I'm curious on your thoughts about like who are good plate drivers. Because I had this discussion with my friends the other night. And I feel like this would be a great segment for the podcast. Like who are actual good plate drivers and who are fucking terrible? Yeah. Because we all have differing opinions on this. And honestly, we had to actually go back and look at some races to really discover it. But, um, my yeah, final no. thought on the 500, let me know if y'all agree with this. Of the last three years, that was the best 500 that Denny Hamlin raced. <laughs> I know yes. it sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but that he, does sound he, weird. he literally did too good of a job. Like that final pit stop. He, he didn't have any the, penalties. That's why he lost. <laughs> he blew the other Toyotas out of the water and mm-hmm. just got freight trained by the Fords. And like, that's one Toyota's fault for only having five cars. So they yes. kind of deserve that. But two, like, it just it's funny how at these races you can do too good of a job and get penalized for Yeah, it. I'm trying to think. I think twenty nineteen he got penalized twice, I'm pretty sure, in that race. Would not really surprise stupid. me. Yep. Yeah, like Denny Hamlin, I feel like always is getting penalties when he wins races. So the fact that he got done should have told us that he wasn't getting a three peat. Yeah. Um I wanna just piggyback on what you said about like, you know, Toyota stupid because 
I, I just don't understand Toyota's strategy. Like, I, I hate manufacturer orders. I think they are just absolutely stupid because it just makes no sense. Um, if Toyota had only three competitive cars left in the race and they were in front of all the Chevys who were going to pit when they weren't, why would Toyota just not lag back behind the Chevys, see when they're coming down pit road, and just pit with them and have the crew guys ready like every single lap until they came in? Yeah, that's like, a great question. That's what DJ. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if I am a Toyota crew chief, I'm thinking, what the fuck are we doing first, second, and third? This isn't helping us when we have to come pit in five laps because nobody's yep. wrecking. Yep. I and agree. Nobody even <laughs> had any trouble coming down pit road, which I thought was going to be the biggest problem with how much it rained. That's true. Yeah, we didn't have any yeah. like spin outs going into pit road. Well, Ryan Blaney race. was taken out on lap fourteen. So I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and it's also not Talladega. So. Yeah. Um, well, Anthony. Methy, now well, hold that... on. I, I want to hear oh. Methy's final thoughts before you ask me about my fun time. Thank you, mm-hmm. Methy. I was I was happy with it. I enjoyed it. I, uh, you said, you know, you dropped to your knees when uh, you saw the guys hit the fence, and I had the absolute 100% opposite reaction. I was sitting on the floor in my room. They started wrecking. I popped up, and it was like, holy shit. Saw Michael McDowell in the lead. I turned into a third base coach waving a guy home, just, mm-hmm. Michael McDowell, Michael <laughs> McDowell. I was, I don't, I have never cheered for, I've never cheered against Michael McDowell, let me say that first, but I've never actively cheered for Michael McDowell. Yeah. Here I am, popping up, 11.30 at night, local time, I think, waving him home, hoping he wins, screaming his name. It's like, what, what just happened? I think that the rain delay, the anticipation for that finish, it built up to something memorable, and mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, Nine of ten would watch again. Methy, I'm glad that you're at least the optimistic person right now, whereas I'm just Mr. Pessimism for this race. I I think we all need that right now. And I I just want to say, um, you know, I it took me maybe 15, 30 seconds to realize that Michael McDowell had won the the race because I was so worried about that crash. So, and as soon as they 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 panned to his team celebrating, I just I screamed in front of my friends and, and his family. I was like, "Holy fuck, Michael McDowell won this race." Yeah, my I friend Michael McDowell won this race. Thank you. All right, Anthony, so, tell us about your fun. No, no, no. Before that, before that, I want you to talk about my optimism versus your pessimism. Um, the reason I'm so optimistic is because I do believe I have passed on my curse to everyone else. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That, yeah, so how about you ask me how it feels to be cursed right now? How, I don't need to ask because I already know. But so, I would like to hear your opinion of it. How, how do you feel being cursed? I mean, you well, took, out, uh, took out Growla in the mm-hmm. 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that, who took out Brandon Jones? Saturday. Uh, Brand Jones took out Brand Jones, but my yeah. Snyder's on my shit list right now. Even though I, I have to, you know, be nice. Um, and then who was it uh, that mentioned Ankrum Friday night? That's even funnier because I mentioned that three minutes before he absolutely ate the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my my, my buddy Raz even... from uh, no, my buddy Raz from uh, Reddit. He tweeted out, "So good to see Landon Castle and Tommy Joe Martin's running up front." Mm, I gotta, yeah, that I was another scr- one. I got a screenshot. It says ten, to either ten or fourteen seconds later. He goes, "Well, that didn't age well at all." <laughs> yeah, it was also Timothy Peters for me too. I was rooting for him on Friday. 
Um, which of course the MRN guys were going absolutely nuts for Timothy Peters, like doing well. Cause he's, I don't know how, where he got his nine wins from, but he has nine truck wins. Did y'all oh know my that? God. No. Yeah, yeah, he was, right? he, he was good. He, he was good. He still no, he is, is good, good, but yeah, he's a good guy. Was a time he was really, really competitive with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it red horse racing? I think it was, was that the 11 truck? Uh, 11 or 17. I think it was seventeen. One of those two. He, he has like two wins in Michigan too. Like, Homie wins races at like the fast play tracks. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that. And then at one point I even uh, decided to pray for a Vargas win. And after the Tommy Joe wreck, I just was like, never mind, never mind. Curse Vargas, curse Vargas. And he finished (laughs) the race in 18. Yeah. And now he's starting 12th on, on this Saturday. So with a new sponsor, how about that? Yeah. New sponsor. We'll get into that. I'm really happy for Vargas, honestly. Like, it reverse psychology worked on that one, so that's what I just got to start doing. I gotta, I gotta start cursing drivers. But yeah, so um, Kevin, what was going to be your fun little uh, transition? Tell where them, we cut you off thirty times. Telling the people, just rub it in on in our faces. Uh, how much fun? You yeah. Have. So I went to uh, the truck and Xfinity races, um, and that would have been, I think, that was eight Daytona races in a row that fans were allowed to be at that I went to, not counting ARCA. So my record's broken. Uh, I didn't go to the 500, but I had a great time. I met up with some good friends. Uh, we had a great time. The beer policy at Daytona is still very strange because on Friday I brought a beer box in with a couple tall boys, and then Saturday they would not let me bring in my box of uh, Keystones. So I had to put in a plastic bag, and I told the guy, it's like, y'all need to figure out your uh, policy here because someone – yesterday just let me in with this so i don't know um i don't know i i I love daytona it's just like uh it's it's like an old flame like i i I don't think about her too often but when i'm driving up and i see the lights i get butterflies in my stomach again and it's it's always nice although they i had never know where in the hell i'm parking because i tried to pull up to the lot that i'm in in august and a bunch of rvs were there and they said uh (laughs) no (laughs) you are not here (laughs) yeah we're parked behind bass pro bass pro okay yeah, that's not that I, far of a walk, though. It, eh, when you're sitting in turn one. That's true. How yeah. did you have to pay or for parking? No, that's why I okay. parked over. That's by good. I wasn't paying thirty five bucks. Um, I will say, shouts out Chase Briscoe. Uh, he basically did the exact thing I was trying to do all of Speed Weeks, which was go to Panda Express because I don't have one near me in Tampa. <laughs> and I went after Friday, and they were closed. And then on Saturday, I was going to go, and my friends who I was sitting with. Um, invited me to come eat with them at Hooters, which, by the way, I met Darian um, from Black Flags Matter, really nice guy, um, you know, really humble, just a uh, chill person. A lot of people, actually, over at the Hooters from the NASCAR community, so that was cool. But um, Sorry, uh, man. Hooters brings people to, together. Yeah, after I was at Hooters, I realized, shit, I really want a panda. This, this doesn't help me at all. Yeah. And then I, uh, yeah. I went back to my buddy's place after that. But um, yeah, Daytona is cool. Like, especially when you're sitting like higher up, because when you're sitting down low, I don't know if you realize this or not, but like the way they have it now, it really echoes down there. Like, oh yeah. I mean, when you're in the, like the third level, I think it is when you're trying to get food or something like it's so hard to like, even because you don't know where the cars are on the track. And when they show up, like it is blisteringly loud. So, like, I didn't have earplugs, you idiot. Um, and at this point, I will go deaf by the time I'm 30. Um, I think the only racing series I could somewhat go deaf now is uh, probably Indy. F1. 
well, maybe when they had the V12s, but or the V10s. Yeah. <laughs> now it's now they're just kind of like you know. Yeah. That, that, that's the sound. Of, that's the sound that Williams makes because its engine is broken on lap one. <laughs> so, what was your your favorite race out of the two that you got to witness? Shit, man, they dude, that truck race was stupid as hell. <laughs> that was so much fun. The problem is, the second they tried to do anything that wasn't three wide, they wrecked, and I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that was like um, the most stereotypical truck race I've ever watched. Like, I can't okay. believe. Two years in a row, I filmed the last lap, and two years in a row, Jordan Anderson loses by just a couple feet. I need to stop filming the last lap. I didn't even know he was close. Like, what? He started the last lap in 12th or something? He was in 10th or something. 11th. Thank you. Yeah. Like, last year, you were watching, and it's like, oh, is he going to get it? Because he was so close. And this time, I look up, and I'm like, oh, Jordan's right there. Huh. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. He is really becoming Mr. Where Did He Come From? And it's a shame he didn't get a chance. To race in the Xfinity race because of um, was it? It got rained out, so that was yeah. Kind of yeah, it's a shame he doesn't get to race until Coda in May at NASCAR because of your stupid qualifying rules. Add that to the tally, please, Anthony. Okay, yeah, that, and if, for anyone wondering, we are at now three Kevin uh, quality counter complaints. Mm-hmm. We had one before the podcast actually started. Yes. I might, I might honestly just kind of blip it in right here to be please honest. sounds good now like the only thing is i would say like normally he's a dark horse but he's literally starting on the front row because of the fucking bullshit that is no qualifying um i'm just gonna mark that on the kevin quality counter yeah Uh, that's that's my new thing now i no longer so um yeah overall i think it was really funny because we were all watching the xfinity race together and we all were just like ty ty dylan's gonna wreck the field sure enough who do you think wrecked the field yeah brandon jones okay (laughs) well wrong toyota but yes also brandon jones wrecked himself but yeah that was established that i was that's probably the most upset i was with a driver all weekend because like the the big one in the 500 it was kind of like it's christopher bell's fault I mean, it's it's you're not gonna. He was getting pushed. Kyle Busch, you know, Bell's you can't really see that. You can you can say what you want, but like Ty Dillon, like was not clear. Oh no, and, no, Ty Dillon, yeah. I, and he wasn't clear for. A long. I'm just like, and I kept watching. I'm like Ty Dillon, you're not clear. You're not clear. You're not clear. Yeah, is like watch your jet, man. Watch your jet. Watch your jet. Watch your jet. <laughs> like it was, it was so frustrating. Like we all saw it, and yeah, like I feel so bad for Daniel Hemrick because it's just another one of those wrecks where literally couldn't do anything i mean maybe he could have backed off a little bit but that's ty dylan clearing himself yeah oh, that was, clear. yeah i mean yeah. i felt bad for hammer too yeah. because you know as much shit as we talk about him on the podcast like he was having such a good run such a good start with the team and then his freaking teammate is the one that takes him out and it's like ah yeah well ty dylan if he if he does that again he ain't getting much opportunities in that 54 i'll tell you what yeah uh, that Bass Pro money can just go somewhere else at this the point. The sick car, though. I'll give them that. Yeah, all seven of the Bass Pro shops looking <laughs> cars this weekend look fantastic. I don't think they miss. Right. <laughs> Dude, what's his name? John loves throwing money. Yes, uh, Johnny Morris. Maybe Johnny right. Morris. Johnny okay. Morris loves throwing Bass Pro money at NASCAR. Yeah. Makes you wonder. So we have our, our winners of the respective races that Anthony went to. Austin Cindric. Yes, very good his... job by Cindric, by the way. He's Really, just 
he, I think he's won at every single type of track now. Yeah. He has, like, he has really matured the last year and a half. And honestly, he looked like the best cup rookie in the field on Sunday, too. <laughs> I, I mean, know they, you know, all, all that being said, like, the other one's wrecked early, but I mean, yeah. It's not Anthony like the, Alfredo uh, might as well be turning right. Because <laughs> I know the Indy 500 has, like, rookie of the race type of thing. I don't think yeah, Daytona does that. No, they don't. But Cindric no. absolutely was the rookie oh, yeah. of the race. For so, sure. yeah, I mean, good job for him. And shouts out Brett Moffitt, by the way. Second place finish in our motorsports. Uh, yeah. OC, are you kidding me? Yeah. And he's not earning points in Xfinity, which sucks. Because I think he has a better Xfinity car than he has a truck car with Nice. And I'm not trying to be mean, no, but I'd I mean say, those those Nice cars were not looking good on Friday. I'd Did say you he has just a better call it chance. A truck car, truck car, yeah. I'd, I'd say he's a better <laughs> chance in trucks for the championship, though. Okay, that's fair, but I mean, you know, yeah, I, I feel like mean. an Xfinity playoff run. You never know what can. That's fair. I mean, dude, that car looks good. Um, and then we had another Thor Sport upset, and honestly, I, I you can talk what you want. Anderson, but um, was it Corey Roper with an yeah. amazing move on the last lap? And I really, in I, I posted the video of me on my Instagram. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Dietrich underscore. I don't know why you would, um, but I posted a video of the last lap of the truck race, and you can just hear me screaming like I'm gonna get my heart ripped out of my chest. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Car, Did you see the um he got way too far ahead and there was nothing you can do when that happens except hope that you get a good enough side draft coming into the yeah. trioval. Did you see Roper's interview on Fox? I did not. I, I we yeah, no one did because they didn't freaking interview him. Oh God, they didn't even interview him. <laughs> they gave they gave they gave one to Jordan. That's a good thing. That's Jordan good was electric as usual. Bull- but I'm like, come on, man. Shit. Like yeah. it didn't even rain. That race wasn't even that long. Yeah. Grow up, Fox. Yeah. Or, I hope he gets one at least during the week or something. Oh, he I hope won't. so too. He I know won't. Bob. Bob, being the good guy, he is did give him an interview and posted it on Twitter. But yeah. good. I I listen. I I I think over the last three years of this podcast, now we can agree that Bob Pockers is the best thing about NASCAR, and he is just a beautiful person, a beautiful yes. soul, and, and we respect we respect Bob on this podcast. Yes, we do. Yes, I we hope do. one day we can get him on here. <laughs> That'd be sick. The fact that I like Kevin, have you met Bob? Yeah, I I remember. So like, it was the Monday, I guess a year ago today. Um, right after the the they were about to restart the Cup race, the mm-hmm. five hundred, and I literally went up to Bob and I was like, Bob, do they have to pit? <laughs> and he knew the answer. <laughs> he's he he doesn't realize how funny he is, and I he's think like he's an encyclopedia. It's awesome. I love him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. When I met him at the tweet up, he was just so nice and like he he even complimented me on my Dale Junior which was sick. sick like it's a really really nice guy i do love bob but um yeah i guess closing thoughts on the truck race and xfinity i mean those guys daytona is not wide like talladega and it makes the racing a little worse but at the I'd same agree. time it's still fun yeah like um i think it's also time that we abolish the yellow line rule i'm just gonna say that We've I think should we have abolished it for a long time. That's just I think that we need to just, you know, <laughs> we need to make the, the track wider so that cars can avoid just absolutely eating each other. Agreed. Um, especially on these stupid ass runs they get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't really know what else I have to say other than, you know. Did we even mention Ben Rhodes' name? Congrats. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Con- yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Honestly, congrats to Ben Rhodes. He is the most likable one. Of the Thor Sport cars, I was ready to run on the track and beat up Matt Crafton with my like <laughs> with my shoe. 
Honestly. He is absolutely like the most neutral driver I can imagine. Like I don't, I'm not like a fan per he, se of him, but like I don't have anything against him. How can you be more reckless of a driver than Johnny Sauter? He's lit, like Johnny Sauter is literally in the same race as you, and you ended up being more reckless than him. That's it's it's so hard to do that, and yet Crafton found a way. Yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> and that's amazing because I feel like we never talk shit about Matt Crafton ever. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. whatever. Hey, what do you what do you gonna do? Methy, any closing thoughts from you? Are you are you still alive? I'm still here. I'm just okay. listening. I, I listening mean, you go silent for ten tallies. minutes. I'm, I'm curious. No, you're all good. I don't have anything constructive or uh, anything is, positive to add to it. So is Methy really our third host, or is he just like our biggest fan? Oh, he's our third host. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and you yes. have been up. By the way, you you were upgraded a while ago. We haven't had Alex on in a while. I'm not going to fire Alex, but because I, I know he actually is genuinely a busy person, especially with what happened with Vargas today. But, you know, I, I, I hope he, we can get him back on at some point because we, we, I do miss his beautiful. Kevin, isn't it fun being a podcaster? Oh, it's so much fun, man, especially it's when you're literally from the, the coolest uh, thing. The 727 area code. Yes, we love other Floridians that do podcasts. The thing is, there's so many of them out there, you honestly never know which one you want to listen to. Of course, the number one Floridians for our podcast is obviously us. <laughs> but a solid number two is none other than who, Anthony? Our good friend who has been on the podcast before, Nathan. And you can check him out on the Fan Fuel podcast with his buddy, Alex. And it's not our Alex. Trust me on that one. This one actually shows up for episodes. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, make sure to check out Nathan and his buddy Alex in their new podcast called Fan Fuel. It's a great show. You can get a lot of good picks there, a lot of good insight. Trust us. Nathan is a really cool guest that we had on the podcast here. And he's honestly, I like the guy because he's a Denny Hamlin fan. And you like him because he's from the state of Florida from your area. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, make sure to check out the Fan Fuel podcast, guys. So speaking of Alex, our dear friend who works for JD Motorsports, JD Motorsports had a massive announcement today. And what would that be, guys? Guys, I think it's uh, the fact that he has sponsorship by one of the best players in the NFL. That's bad, that crazy. That Alvin Kamara is on the Saints. Up. Of yeah. the Saints. Yeah, yes. well, <laughs> they didn't do anything in the playoffs last night. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but as... As fans of Ryan Vargas and JDM, we are just absolutely ecstatic over the moon, really. I mean, this is cool. Great car, and it's, it's for a great cause, too. So that's even cooler. And, um, you know, I saw a post today from, I believe, Antonio Williams from the Bills, because he apparently partners with Joe Graff. They're having a little bit of a bet for this Saturday Ooh. as to who's going to finish higher. And nice. let me just say something to you. I think Ryan's really improved at the road courses over the offseason. So mm-hmm. I think we might be seeing an actual good battle there. And he is starting 12th. So he's already got that advantage. So big time cookies for our boy, Ryan Vargas in the six car. And that he is driving for one second. The big squeezy. I love that. <laughs> big squeezy. It's a. Uh, I'm, I'm be honest. I, I don't know what it is. The orange juice or. I, I believe it is some type of foundation maybe that Alvin oh. Kamara started in New Orleans. Well, you're close. Um, maybe it has something to do with it. Let me just see what it actually is. Sorry, we didn't. You guys, if you've been listening to us by now, you know that we don't do our research. Matthew, enlighten us. The foundation you speak of is Son of a Saint. It is a foundation 
for um, uh, fatherless children to help. Okay. I don't want to say it's like a Big Brother type program, but yeah. that's the best, uh, oh, most really known cool. example I can I can think of. But uh, the Big Squeezy, it's is actually a play, juice bar, a juice chain. bar, ah. smoothie bar, healthy alternative, healthy lifestyle promotion, and uh, it's a play on the, the Big Easy. Get it? Oh yeah! It's oh, in I New know. Orleans. You get <laughs> it? Yeah. Oh, my I hate the, that. That's a so joke because I don't like anything about the Saints. But damn, nice. Hey, man. I I listen. I love the New Orleans slants. I mean, the New Orleans Saints. So you know. <laughs> hey, um, the Mike, the Michael Thomas button doesn't work anymore. Who do we have? Oh, wait, Alvin Kamara, who could just casually score six touchdowns and ruin my fantasy playoffs. But you know, and it should have been <laughs> seven. It really yeah. should have been seven. He's a beast. The one year I don't draft him, he goes nuts. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, but yeah, no, that's actually the car looks sick, by the way, and I'm I'm really happy with what NASCAR teams are just doing by just debuting um, uh, paint schemes now on uh, iRacing. I love that. So I mean, it's so convenient with the technology. It's super convenient, yeah. and the cars look great. Oh yeah. I just how the hell did they pull all of that together? And what Ryan said on Twitter, it took like 36 hours. Yeah. That, of him, that. Of, it went from, hey, I don't have a sponsor this weekend, to somebody tagging Al- Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara. And he's like, hey, what can I do? And it's like, right. uh, it, it, it just literally happened like that. And then yeah. 36 hours later, they got a paint scheme rendered. It's a deal struck, scheme rendered, and an announcement in a day mm-hmm. and a half, which is just insane how quickly this every, everything evolved. It was amazing. I really just want to, a couple of things. First of all, shouts out Cassie Fambrio um, for, uh, the, she was the one who actually tagged Alvin Kamara and he immediately, so that's right. really clutch and, and good on her part, really, for doing that. She's been a really, really good person in our sport community. She was also very helpful with Noah last year. Um, so, I mean, honestly, just the fact that they were able to do it so quickly, is that what we know that SEC speed is? Is that that <laughs> SEC speed? <laughs> I wanted to say that. doesn't live in the SEC, I don't understand what that means. Oh, no. Another, another thing that we have to teach Methy at some point. It's okay. We just know Alvin Kamara is very fast, and that's that yes, SEC. Because he came so, from the Southeastern Conference where he played absolutely. where? He was University of Tennessee, I think it was, was it? Well, he started at the University of Alabama, fun fact, with like six other running backs that yeah. made it to the NFL. Ah, okay. I can't name them all off the top of my head, but I, I mean, honestly, I can look it up. Um, I hope they run that scheme at uh, Talladega, by the way. Just so oh, that'd be sick. That would be sick. Alvin Kamara does have ties yes. to the state, technically yes. speaking. So that would be sick. Um, what other things can we talk about before we we, we talk about dumb Roval time? Dumb Roval. Um... Let's see what else we got. I know um, I don't know if we want to save it for rounding out the field, but there are some rumors going around with a second F one race right now in the United States. Yeah, where Again? this time are they pretending they'll go? Well, so they're between the that Miami um, render that came out like a year <laughs> ago. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't want that. No, <laughs> um, I don't want. I don't but then want back to Indy is another, and it's probably the leading candidate, which I would personally like. No, uh, for some reasons. But then, um, 
they said Las Vegas too, and after being there, I don't know where the hell they would shove another F one race because where they used Bro. to have it, that's that's a lot. That's like hotels now, and I hope they don't go back there. But also seeing F one cars down the Las Vegas Strip is something I did imagine while being out there. And wow, Kevin, <laughs> you know what's crazy? What? We got like four circuits that are actually good that we could just put F one cars. But on. but the thing is, but the, the only grade is, A or grade one whatever FIA circuits in the U S. Yeah, right so now, let's just build another street circuit, right? Uh, How many? Well, what, what, what's the other grade A circuits that we have? It's literally just Coda and Indy. Man, Road Atlanta's. Oh God, though. It's good. Literally it's... race at Road Atlanta. They could race at Elkhart Lake. How is Elkhart? Not a, a a rank A. Road America, I could see. They, I mean, obviously that they track. Need some, some the, help, but, literally, yeah. all they have to do is just move the grid a little forward for yeah. like like the great five red lights in a way. Like that go. downhill run going into turn one. Are you kidding me? That'd be sick. It's just, it's I mean, uphill there's enough. No, yeah, it's uphill. That um, there's well, doesn't it go uphill runoff. and then downhill. I don't know if it goes it's drastically. No, one. no, it's it's after it turn drops. one they go downhill. Yeah, it drops from two into three, and then that right-hander three through the little, uh, that little uh, slight left-hander down to turn five. That's downhill. I'm claiming I've never is been it, to Wisconsin. Is it turn six where they go uphill into a blind corner? Or is yes. that seven? That That's corner six. would slap with F1 car. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Yeah. They're trying to make a blind move there? Oh, my God. God. Yeah. And then the carousel, how much speed they're going to carry through there. Oh, my God. And you know that where they're going to put those DRS zones, like right after the hill and turn, or maybe not even in the front straightaway, just do it after turn two and then get it right before Canada Corner. And Canada Corner is going to be the dumbest place in the world for some passes. <laughs> like you thought it was stupid in 2014 when you had three wide action with Brennan Gone, Chase Elliott, and some other bozo. Like, no. It's going to be even better when we get to see freaking, um, who is it? Uh, Sergio Perez passing Botas for fourth. Yep. Yes. Because yep. Ricardo will be in the seconds. lead. Yeah, 22 yeah. seconds behind Hamilton. Yes. Other other than than that, I love Elkhart Lake. Um, other than that other... about the speculative F1 news in America, I think I'm ready for Dumb Roval. All right. So Daytona has officially made the dumb roval even dumber and do you want to guess what they did i know, well, you what, know they what, did. They did. Yeah. You know what they did <laughs> do you want to see how they massacred my boy yeah they not because there was oh my god martin shirts jr and i was leading the race and there was dirt on the track how could you they have decided to dig up the chicane in the back straight away put concrete on that bitch and then they put turtles Put, they're putting going to go flying. Kevin. I'm already. We, well, we got all three series there. Yeah, someone's, someone's going, going to flying. break something. Someone's going flying. Hundred percent. Hey, man, I get it. We were talking last month about going to the moon. We weren't talking about the cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not pleased about it. The the I already have my my grief with the front stretch chicane. It's stupid. They have yeah. the high downforce. They don't need it anymore. Those well, cars do go fast. I will. Surprise would it make you feel better? Would it make you feel better to make some good picks, though? It would make me much better. I feel much better to catch up to Kevin. So, Kevin, obviously, I don't even need to tell you the points right now. Kevin scored 50 with a McDowell win. And his other drivers, while Eric Almirola and Joey Logano wrecked, Joey Logano technically finished in the top 15, so he also scored points. I was going to say that last lap, that was a net win for me. 
I mean, hey, I had another top 10 this year with Jamie McMurray in, as my dark. So, and I didn't do too well with Chris Buescher, and, and Kyle Busch also wrecked the last lap. But, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. Shit, my guys least... were one, two, four for a while. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, the picks are going to get a little wacky as it goes. And guys, uh, we didn't get any picks from the fans for the first race. Probably didn't help that I didn't post the episode until an hour before <laughs> the 500, but I also was anticipating a little bit of rain delay because I'm psychic yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, just we'll get this out and you guys can make picks. And if you do make picks, I'll give you a 30 point bonus just for, you know, being part of our little gang probably will just be you captain enigma i know you're listening anyways <laughs> <laughs> um so kevin since you got it right with michael mcdowell pick how about you go first who is your dark horse my dark Sunday's horse race? for this week is it legal if i say major Mendinger? is that i think we no it's legal i think we also have to establish that our dumb rule is going to have to come into effect that michael mcdowell is no longer a dark horse for the rest of the season because no he, he okay no for the, for the rest of the season yes but for right now not just because of the way that the and get the get the pen out the pen out the uh, the dumb qualifying rules are that's four yep um <laughs> that we uh not only does he get first pit stall selection but because of the points he is starting second and we cannot in good faith have a dark horse starting second it's fair that's yeah. fair yeah but um yeah it's gonna be a good sleeper pick I guess. yeah aj starting from the back i mean he's got three stages 70 laps and i mean he only needs to gain like uh two positions or uh, a position every two laps and i mean he's mm-hmm. in the lead so I'm, I'm ready for it he has i'd say the most experience out of any driver on this road course um including he, you know the rolex he, races I, I was gonna say uh, kyle bush might have just as much but Probably potential. not potential, yeah. But anyway, I know that he does run the IMSA races, so yeah. Dinger oh, is Josh my pick. Bal- hang on, Josh Balicki's racing. Okay, Josh Balicki has probably the most experience, which is hilarious <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, that's just awesome. from straight up Miata racing. Yeah. Um. Okay, Methy, I'll allow you to go second because I have no idea what I'm going to do for my pick. Yeah, I'm looking at the drivers list now, and I'm like, they're all either sleepers or a throwaway pick. Um, yeah, road course sleepers are not good if you don't pick AJ Allmendinger. I kind of want to pick <laughs> AJ too. Uh, There's no rule that says you can't take AJ. I mean, I'm gonna game theory all all years. Like, if I'm down, I'm picking different drivers. If I'm up, you might as well pick the same as me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. who was? Oh, shoot, who was in that? Um, they just announced that I think today somebody was replacing BJ McLeod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heck- oh, Scott Hecker. Yeah. Scott Heckert, who has he made any races? Dude, I don't even know who this is, but if they want to put him in, sure. I don't know who this man's is. I'm, I'll take uh, him. I think he's good for a twenty to twenty fifth place finish. Okay, Scott that's, yeah, that's good for a dark horse. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. let you. Ha- yeah, that's as long as you score points. That's all that matters. I am a little upset that there is no. Um... Can I please have... that? There is no one in the sixty two. I feel like this. Good race to have, like a Noah Gregson. Yeah, I don't think um, they have anything but plate track cars, though. I mean, I, think, yeah, that, I don't know if they're coming back. That might have been the final attempt. Might have uh, been. Well, they'll they'll find money. Yeah, they always do. Um, can I have Chase Briscoe? 
as a dark horse. Dark horse, yeah. I mean, you know you what? Don't know if he's he good. is a cup rookie. I was gonna yeah, pick yeah, him as yeah, my yeah. sleeper, but I'm gonna allow it. Give me Chase Briscoe for my right. dark horse. He has won a road course before, so I mean that's actually a good pick. Yeah, great pick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I needed yeah. that. Seventy-seven <laughs> not racing this week? No, no, no. They are. Oh yeah, Justin Haley. Fuck. Wait. Um, <laughs> no, no. You know I'm going to stay with Briscoe. Uh, okay. Although, actually, you know who actually has the most experience? I think at this track. Cody Ware. Cody Ware. <laughs> I still think I'm AJ has, sure the, most, he has but, the most oh experience well. here. <laughs> Besides AJ. Yeah. Sick. Um, All right. Sleeper time. Mr. Sleeper himself, starting in the back, but he's got time to make up. Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no <laughs> idea if he's actually good at road courses or not. I mean, he, he, he is. Almost he is won actually. the clash. I'm good enough for it. Almost won um, the first role. He did win the first role. He did win, yeah. So I'd say, I mean, if we're already talking yeah, but about Robles and Dumb Robles. He quote-unquote won. Dub's a dub. dub. Yeah, okay. Michael McDowell. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Oh, wait, no, Matthew. You have to I was going to say, wait your turn, sir. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I was really impressed. Amen. I was really impressed with uh, Tyler Reddick in the class. So I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Reddick for my uh, sleeper. Yeah, he actually was good in there. Yeah, I would take Kurt Busch, honestly, if Kurt Busch wasn't, you know, always missing Kurt the first Bush. corner on a restart. Right. It's a, <laughs> that's a tough one. Man, I would just take it because he's starting in second. Give me Michael McDowell's sleeper. <laughs> this is a risky pick, man. I might be I might be yeah. digging a hole for myself at this point. Yeah. I'll make the comeback um come playoff time. I ain't even want All right, now who is your favorite, Kevin? I'm going for blood this year. Chase Elliott, baby. Okay. Well, yep. I mean, wow, he's starting it... on pole. He's won the last four points paying road course races. It'd be dumb not to take him. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Matthew? Martin Truex Jr. I almost went with Truex, but him starting in the back scares me. I think he's washed. I think he's washed. <laughs> um... You probably said that ten years ago too. I can't wait to play that um that quote at the beginning of next episode after we're saying, Yeah, Martin Truex uh now Cup Series winner this year. <laughs> I'm gonna just I need to I, I No, I can't pick Kevin Harvey. He stinks. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go with Joey Logano. Okay. Uh, Logano is a good road course driver. He was very, very good at Watkins Glen when he figured it out finally. Yeah, it's like the one big thing. I think top I'm, five here. That's really just what I'm worried about this year with our picks, and it's because of the, the curse. Get the, get the the sideways tally on the uh, the tally total already. But with oh the dumb God. qualifying rules, like the where you start is where you finish pretty much the previous week. So like Chase Elliott getting P two in the 500 sets him up not only good for this week, obviously, but now he starts good at. The dumb robo, he's gonna start good next week and it just snowballs. Yeah. Well, we yeah. I have some bad news for you, Kevin. It, it's like it Chase almost Elliott. rewards you for being good. I mean I know, it's crazy. crazy. So I, I have a little bit of bad news about Chase Elliott um for his season because there are rumors that we might be losing a uh another road course because of COVID. Can you guess which one? Replace it, and why is it the Bristol Night Race? Oh, you wish it was. 
I you wish, wish it was. was. I got I some know. bad news, buddy. I hope you like going to Charlotte again. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Wait, Roval or just Oval? No, I wish. No, ah. Roval's starting to get to that. We might consider it stupid, but I don't know. No, I don't I mean, think it's it, stupid we, yet. I think we've talked about it before. I don't know if it was on Twitter or on here, but like, if you're so, going to replace Sonoma, and it has to be an SMI track, yeah, do the like Road Atlanta. <laughs> we wish it just won't happen. It's like if if we're still doing COVID guidelines and reduced capacity, and you're going to have to put on a race somewhere. One for Bristol, it gives them a good excuse because they now get another asphalt race there. Yeah, but and the also, thing is, it's, it's concrete. The dirt. It's concrete. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. They, they're um, gonna have to get rid of that dirt, and that's well, it'll be while. gone by June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was talking to my friends, and they said it probably won't. Well, your friends don't know logistics because they can do that mm-hmm. in three months. <laughs> Just keep making loud pitch noises. So you're saying Charlotte the Oval is the front runner? I'm saying that it's probably a possibility because NAS- you got to think dumb big big dumb brain like NASCAR and 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 they're just going to be like, well, the product's good. Bristol's close enough to Charlotte. I, 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 yeah, we'll see. I think they should do it. That's just me. We'll they get. Might I mean, say, I'm fucking race around downtown Charlotte. Uh, I'd be down. I'll take a road course. <laughs> I don't know why they don't do that. Um, yeah, here's it's the perfect time to experiment with something ridiculous like that because, well, we wouldn't have normally done it, but because of COVID, street yeah. race in Charlotte, line them up, right? <laughs> I mean, the teams are right there, they're about an hour away yeah. from downtown. Yeah, I'm um, go down Bruton Smith Drive, uh, go all the way down to downtown Charlotte and have like an hour lap, three lap race. Each, each lap the, is one stage. We already know the camera work's gonna be great. There's so many birds downtown. Those drones, those drones well, know what they're doing when they're exactly. not crashing. Into- yeah, <laughs> that's still wild. <laughs> um, I want to just look at the because we don't get too many. Well, we don't get too many road courses often. I say in the year we have the most road courses ever. Right. <laughs> I want to look at the starting lineup for races that we have, or at least the driver lineups because we don't have the starting lineups. I mean, just taking a look. Oh, we do have the starting lineups. Um. So I'm trying to see if there's any weird drivers in. So Kyle Weatherman's going to be starting uh, 11th because we got we had just a stupid race on Saturday. Our top 15 was probably one of the dumbest top 15s in <laughs> NASCAR Xfinity Series history. You said Vargas um, so is starting 12th. Vargas is starting 12th. So I said that he had an advantage over Joe Graff Jr. I lied. Joe Graff is Jr. starting ninth. How the hell? Did that um, and making his debut is the child himself. Tyler Gibbs or Ty. Oh Gibbs. shoot! I actually didn't yeah. know that. In the yeah, because we can't have Ty Dillon. I think maybe Ty Dillon was pulled it out with Sharpie and put Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we had um, he won the. I think did? he won the Arca race. He did win the Arca year. race, but that, let's take that with a grain of salt. But he does have experience here, and that yeah. is important because I look at down the field. I don't know who Chris Wright is. In the twenty-six car, I don't know if he has experience here. He probably is a road ringer. Who's that? Kid oh, in the ninety car. Oh, who is in the ninety car? You <laughs> say it's none other than our close personal friend P. P. Financial. Oh, P. Financial. Sorry, 
whatever. I'm so excited to watch it. Not like Preston honestly, hardest revenge tour. I, w- I was a little mad today because I was supposed to go to the FSC basketball game at noon, and then I was going to come back and watch the extended race. But now the FSC basketball game's at four, and it's no longer yeah. a home game. So and they're on at the same time, and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> weren't we playing Virginia Tech, and they all have COVID? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. My friend's going up this weekend too. Uh, so there's only 39 cars in the field, or I, or I guess 40, but I don't know who Null is, but I'm not giving him a shot in the 13, to be honest. <laughs> it literally says Null. It literally says Null. Ghost car. <laughs> He's one of the five Fords in the field with Cindric, <clears throat> Herbst, Timmy Hill, Ryan Sieg, which, I mean, the 39 Ford looks sweet. Yeah, Better than nice. Chevy. It is nice. Um... I'm looking throughout who else. Miguel Paluto is coming back to Xfinity Series. Oh, wow. I didn't know Yeah, he'll that. be starting 35th, unfortunately, which is going to be tough. But I would say keep an eye on Miguel because he's probably going to be the one moving up the most which, in that first stage. Him and P-Money, probably. What car is Paluto in? In the, eight. in the eight. And you're he's not going to miss it. Car. It's the Brazilian flag colors. Oh, my it's God. It's going to look sick. That's awesome. Yeah, with I'll Brandt, post a picture. Brant's sponsorship, too. That's it looks really fun. good. At first, I didn't get it, and I, I was like, I don't understand this at all. And it, honestly, like, look, realizing that Miguel Pluto was from Brazil and like the way the car looked, I was like, oh wait, this might be like top three actually. <laughs> and shouts out Ryan Williams for that design. It's a sexy looking car. Um, Natalie Decker is also racing. She'll be starting twenty first in the twenty three car, and I don't know which country singer is sponsoring her, but it's an interesting looking car. It's a very nice. interesting looking car. Is that her? Is she? How many races is she running? Like six? She's running a couple of road courses. She like okay. we, I said we said this a couple episodes ago. But she does have yeah she's a Trans Am background she, yeah, yeah Trans Am background yeah. So it's it's not like they're just throwing it in to get sponsorship money. She could possibly get a top twenty, and that wouldn't actually necessarily surprise me to be honest. Especially the way these 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 guys get their shit torn up. Um, well, good luck so, to her. Good luck to her. Yes, yeah. and uh, you know it'll be fun. And also, Matt Mill starting top ten is weird. <laughs> You forget he's there. Um, in truck, I just want to look at this real quick. Um, they announced it today that John Hunter Nemechek will, or no, I'm sorry, no, John Hunter Nemechek's racing, I think, in the Xfinity series for someone. You're not going to Daytona this weekend, are you? No, I got invited yeah. to go on Friday. I can't go. Okay. Um, I was like, the tickets were cheap, and I, I thought about it, but I just, yeah, I like, you were just so there. Jordan Anderson <laughs> is out of the car. Um, have you heard of Bobby? Royce, I think is how you say his last name. R E U S E. Matthew. Well, yeah, he has uh, three. <laughs> he has four career Xfinity starts. Um, they are not very memorable, and he has a uh, old three career Camping World Truck Series starts. Somebody on Reddit was saying it's like, yeah, Bobby Reuse is a driver. Yeah, Bobby reuse. Reduce, Bobby Reduce will be the crew chief, and a spotter will be Bobby Recycle. Nice. <laughs> I like that. It um, took me a minute. And I'm staring at it, going, "Why?" I, and then I just felt absolutely stupid because, like, mm-hmm. that is genuinely clever. Y'all so this is just... our shameless pu- plug for uh, making the earth a better place. Remember to uh, reduce, reuse, and recycle out there, everyone. Thank you. And spay and neuter your uh, cats and dogs. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> the. T- the, the, I was talking about the top 10 starting for the Xfinity series being a fucking fever dream. I mean, it's Truex. Ryan Truex is starting in second. Carson um, Ho, Hosvar. Ho, yes. Hocaver? Ho, I think it's Hosvar. God, why am I so bad with names? This really should be a segment. You guys really 
give me names to try and pronounce. I know Matthew did this like <laughs> a year for me, and I never got around to it. But I really well, cannot pronounce one names. <laughs> I, I did learn how to say Cart the Cane's name after watching a couple old F1 videos, so you can't nice. trick me on that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got Corey Roper in sixth, Cody Rohrbaugh, who I didn't even talk about. What a, what a performance. He was a really good pusher in that race. Yeah. Um, and Spencer Boyd is back in the top 10. Uh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, Bobby Roy is re, re, um, Danny Bond, I don't think, raced at uh, on Friday last week. I don't, in yeah, the I don't believe so. Um, making his, I assumed, debut is um, Parker Chase in the 51. I'm going to just, let me see. Does he have any starts? He has one arc of start. Um, he got oh, a boy. top 10. I assume it was the uh, oval. Um, he's also like 20 years old. Jeez. <laughs> Just throw him out there. Yeah, it was Daytona Road. He has a handful of IMSA starts, so that's good. At least he has a lot of background. So he might actually be someone to keep an eye out for. Uh, just going through another. Okay, so it was Kaz Grala. I'm sorry, not not John uh, Hunter and Nick Spandy. It was Kaz Grala who was thrown in late into the O2 car, and he's starting 24. So once again, where were you when Kaz Grala? Led the day. T- He's two for two on leading cup race. True. That's that is a fact. That is fact. Our boy Timothy Peters starting twenty seventh. Chase. Okay, he's full time. I forgot. This is a name. Oh my god, Lawless Allen. Lawless Allen. Yeah, I remember him. From, Lawless uh, Allen. Who is? That? All right. Also, I guess we didn't even mention the Arca results, and we'll do that real quick before we yeah. run out of the field. Congrats to uh, real. Whoever won that race. I'm be honest. Could not tell you. <laughs> Was it Drew Dollar? Uh, Come on, we're better than this. We we should be. It's Cody. Um, it's sorry. Apologies to Corey Heim who won the Drew Dollar finish Corey in second. Heim. I want to just give a shout out though to Andy Jankowicz. Jankowicz, pizza delivery man. Pits pizza delivery man. Yes, to awesome. finishing eighth at the yeah. de- at, in his debut. I'm so, cool. so proud of him. So he, followed, cool. he made a Twitter account the day after. And he, I was one of the first hundred people he followed. I'm like, really? Nice. Why? I, I um, literally hope he makes it a cup because dude, we should I mean, sponsorship lined up it. there. Like any, the first pizza chain to get on him, like lifelong sponsor. Like what a story that would be. Dude, Father Jonathan's, please sponsor this. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad someone else calls it Father Jonathan's. Oh, I know a lot of people call Father Jonathan's. That Thank God. Be- I, dude, we should get him on the podcast. I feel like it's probably really easy. And he follows me on Twitter. So, I mean, let's, let's run it. Like, the DMs are open, buddy. Let's yeah, run let's it. see if we can get him next <laughs> week. Um, so, yeah, we got him there. I, I mean, there's nothing else. I didn't watch this race. A lot of cars. I heard Arca Breaks was trending. No. Oh. So, um, yeah. did you watch this at all, Methy? I, oh, excuse me. I saw part of it. I don't know what happened. I didn't see the finish of it, but. No, I was watching it for uh, Rich Bickle. For some reason, I was, yes. I, I was interested I, was in, in this race. Finished my, 15th. <laughs> my ex-wife's cousin is married to somebody that he runs for late models up in Wisconsin and Illinois. So I got to have a slight first cousin-in-law, former in-law, once removed by marriage, interest in it. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's go Rich Bickle. And then he got taken out. Like ten laps in or something stupid. Yeah, like there was that, a so. big wreck on lap twenty-seven. Looked like took out a Florida's very own Nick Sanchez. Um, nice. Yeah, he's apparently someone to actually look out for. He's doing 
full time. And my pick to win uh, the race didn't even make it seven laps. And was it? I don't know if it was bad, but we may never get to see uh, the 2001 Sterling Marlin chassis ever again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Here, can we just get the music rolling in the background, please? Thank you. Okay. Thank you, editor. Um. Just let's hold a memoriam for this car. I mean, what else can I say? It was. It was a good run. Twenty years. Uh. You know. Who could ever forget the, oh, he can't do that on the back straightaway. And Sterling Marlin breaking his neck. That car has been through many chassis and many teams. I assume. Was that the same chassis? I have no idea. I really, we're doing a eulogy for Sterling Marlin. I was honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the car is even that bad. But at this point, um, yeah, that was, that's a tough scene for me, unironically picking Brittany Zamora to do well. And because of the, literally only because of the chassis. But um, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, there was one more guy who had a funny name in the truck series before we move along. I, I, I shouldn't be making fun of people's names because I have a stupid name. But uh, Dawson Cram is someone I don't know. Oh wait, I know Dawson Cram. Never mind. He was racing a lot last year. He's literally only nineteen years old. He's a child. And shout out Norm Benning. He's back. Oh, Jet Nolan. I don't. I don't know that person. Is he related to Arnolan? Bro, he's 16. Or he's 17 years old. Sheesh. He was born November 12th, 2000. How is he allowed to race? <laughs> I guess 17 is cool if you're not doing road course or you're not doing super speedways. Uh, shall we round out the field? Yeah, we shall. Um, yes, I need to find some salt. I gotta start <laughs> cooking. Here, I will say, find some salt. Let me watch the race again on, from Sunday. You'll get a lot of it. <laughs> So, top two things uh, that I immediately think of when rounding out the field. We, um, I don't know if TV showed it, but there was a beautiful moment between uh, Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain pushing mm-hmm. McDowell because he got stuck in the wet infield grass. And then they, that graceful high five after. Just like, that was ah. a beautiful high five. So beautiful. And then other thing, I guess, from Daytona is, I know we kind of alluded to it, but Austin, uh, that wasn't Austin. Ross uh, Chastain going to McDonald's during the mm-hmm. rain delay and an awesome video posted of like the McDonald's delivery person or the drive through person. Like, Hey, aren't you, aren't you the race car driver? He's like, yeah, I drive, drive the McDonald's car. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I think that he copied uh, Chase Briscoe who just genuinely wanted um, Panda Express. And I don't even think that like, <laughs> it was about like him doing anything for sponsors. It literally was just his wife filming him. It was funny. Um, you, can you imagine him going to another fast food place though besides McDonald's? <laughs> I mean, Ross Chastain literally sponsored by McDonald's. I think he would say he's stuck, he's stuck in a pickle right there. Hey, I'm not, I'm just gonna say like and this is a bad opinion, but I I the McRib is delicious. Uh, is it back? It's not back right uh. now, but it when it is. Also, their spicy nugs are low-key fire and like, I didn't think that would work because they use a batter. They don't bread their chicken nuggets. So I was very confused how that would work because I felt like it would just be like spicy pancakes. Interesting. So, yeah, try those. That sounds delicious, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put some Louisiana hot sauce on it. Yeah. Shouts out Myatt Snyder. Um, Another thing rounding out the field, um, because of the, as Methy is, is, is experiencing firsthand, the, what do you call it, snowpocalypse? Snowpocalypse Part 3. 
Yeah. Uh, so Snow, it is Snowmageddon. A, Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. That's there it. we go. Um, it has caught up Texas, and being that Texas Motor Speedway is under snow right now, which is just – it's weird, man. Like, you think of the, – the states that you think of always sunny is Florida, California, and Texas, or at least that's in my mind. And now one of them's – What about Philadelphia? Inches. Ah, no, we said one. Always, That's a good um, one. That's a good one. I'll give you that. Everyone give a slow clap for Matthew right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's cool to see all these racetracks that normally don't get snow have snow. I'm sure it's not really cool for Matthew. I mean literally it's cool, but figuratively no. Yes and no. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I wanted to do a segment. Well, we still we maybe we'll do it next week where we get our actual uh two early picks. For the season, because we did it last year. We yeah, I think we'll do it episode. going into Tom said the first. Yeah, as people, well, people always say, you know, this, the first race besides Daytona is the first real race of the year. Well, this can we still claim? Can we still claim that if the second no. race of the season is at Daytona? The first real race of the season is home. I mean, you look at that said yeah. Vegas, Atlanta, and and then fake Bristol dirt that we won't speak of. But um, I would like how, to speak of it personally. How many brackets are left? How many perfect brackets are left? I mean, we had McDowell, the 16 seed, take out a number one. I mean, who's who's got McDowell in the playoff bracket? I mean, Honestly, I'll, the I'll only reason it. now we have to, besides like the fact that like you know throwing them in on a random win, like six road courses in the regular season, I can see that's a reason someone would put McDowell on a whim. Um, but in terms of like. Picks like you know your your bubble picks are probably like Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, uh, I mean, Cole Custer, Bubba. No one had McDowell on like a generic bubble, most likely. No, so, yeah. I will say, um, you know, McDowell's not in the playoffs technically speaking. If there was ever going to be a season, we get seventeen different winners. This is it would be it. It would be yeah. uh, McDowell. Would be. You're right. Five hundred. Right. Almost guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you guys want me to ruin KFC for you real quick? No, let's save that for after. No, Don't we're going to ruin viewers. KFC. So the oh, Colonel's God. little tie, if you look at it, it's not actually a tie. He is just a stick man. Those are his legs and his arms. And I've been Kevin. KFC. <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> um, do you guys want to, just real quick, because I really wanted to do this, do you guys want to discuss who um, are good or bad plate drivers, or are we just going to save that for Talladega? Um, yeah, I'd say I gotta get, get a good. I gotta pee. Yes, okay, you got some. Okay, so well, I got <laughs> nothing else other than congratulations to um, Michael McDowell and uh, you guys. Happy twenty twenty one Daytona Day, even if it finished Daytona Day Part Two <laughs> again. It Thank was you. still Valentine's Day when the race ended for me. Yeah, I hope you guys had a really nice Valentine's yeah. Day. Imagine I, living in the Central Time Zone. Sorry to all my Central Time Zone listeners. Yeah, East Eastern Time Zone <laughs> gang for the win. Yep. Guys, I'm going to do it again. Make sure to follow uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at LTLN Podcast. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Please leave us reviews this year. We, we got some reviews, actually, on iTunes. Please actually leave us reviews because it helps us a lot. We actually are growing the brand a lot, and it's it's wacky to see that we have more listeners than we ever have. So yeah, please leave us reviews. That really does wonders. Um, also, shout out to Stadium Scene for you know helping us uh, throughout our podcast, but also give me a shout out on Twitter. I appreciated that very much. They saw my pick and they said, you know what, we're gonna shout this guy out. So thank yeah, you, Stadium Scene. Yeah, Stadium Scene and DJ, y'all, y'all right there. 
than the women who who run everything. Like y'all, y'all be killing it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Stadium Scene TV, for once again helping us this year. Um, I don't really have anything else to say other than I, I hope that uh, no one actually goes to the moon this week. But we'll, I guess we'll find out which which turtle will be the more te- treacherous. I'm thinking it'll happen in Xfinity. Yeah, it'll probably be Xfinity. The trucks could actually probably handle it. I'm a, I'm looking forward to it. They're gonna get they're gonna catch some air. It's gonna be like Bubba Wallace going through the tire wall at the Roval during practice, but uh, with a lot more speed. So, yeah. race for impact. Happy landing. All right. Well, until next time, I have been Anthony. I have been Kevin. I am still Methy. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for Homestead. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.